Welcome to Houseplant Homebody. I'm your host, Holly, and I'm here to tell you all about my favorite thing, plants. You ready? Welcome to episode 17 on September 29th, 2020. Let's talk about the very reliable ZZ plant. And this is just a reminder that you can find more on houseplant-homebody.com or follow me on Instagram, Facebook, or Pinterest at Houseplant Homebody LLC. And don't forget to join me on Patreon for exclusive podcasts, early access to podcasts, and exclusive content. Let's dive in. All right. So the ZZ plant is obviously the common name for this houseplant. And the reason is because the botanical name is actually Zamiococcus zamifolia, aka ZZ. So hence ZZ plant. This plant is also part of the same family as Diffenbachia, Monstera, Philodendron, Anthurium, which are all examples of the houseplants that are part of the Araceae family. And this guy does have a few varieties, but most of them are pretty rare and you can't find very often. So there's no specific name for the green ZZ plant that's most commonly found everywhere except for obviously the botanical name I just listed. So there are about four other ones that I could find searching online or that I've seen on social media that are super popular. So the ones you don't hear of that often that aren't very popular are Zamorico, which is a dwarf variety of it. So typically the ZZ plant can get about three feet tall. This one won't grow past about two feet tall. I didn't see it being sold on any major plant shopping websites, but I did see it on Etsy, which has a lot of big growers on there. Another one that I haven't heard of until I did my research was Zenzi, which is another variety. This one just has almost a more dense foliage at the top of the stems, and it tends to be what they described as a little bit curly, but it just seems like the leaves aren't so flat. They're not necessarily curly, they're just curled a little bit. <laughs> and that is actually on Plantarina's website, but they were sold out. So those are the two varieties that people aren't raving about. The two that people want, can't get, or are super expensive are the Raven's Easy Plant, which is completely black foliage and it turns black as it matures. So it starts out as green foliage, like the regular common green ZZ plant is, but later the foliage turns black, hence raven. So that is one. I couldn't find it on any major sites either, but I did find it on Etsy cuttings of it from anywhere from like $6 to $20 or whatever. So not super expensive, not super rare, but more rare than your regular normal green ZZ plant. And the very rare one that is being sold for hundreds of dollars for like one stem is a variegated ZZ. So they came up with a variety that has a very rare white or yellow variegation in the leaves. I've seen these in a few growing places. The Green Escape, they have an Etsy account and I follow them on Instagram, that's how I know them. But the Green Escape had them a couple times, but it's very rare that they have them. Usually they're a smaller starter plant, not a st smaller starter plant, but they're one stem or just a very small plant. So that is another one that is very rare and very popular. So those are kind of the four main varieties that I could find. But you're going to hear more of the raven and the variegated because of how unique they look and how expensive they are. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to get into the care as a houseplant. We're going to go over sunlight, watering, and fertilizing. 
Alright, so as I said earlier, this plant is known for its tolerance of low light. So obviously the key word here is tolerance. This guy can grow and still look healthy in very low light situations, but it does prefer to be in a medium or bright indirect sunlight. They grow a lot better in a little bit more sunlight and you'll actually see faster growth in more sunlight. Now, if you just want a plant that fills out a darker corner and you don't really care how much it grows or you're okay with it not growing that fast, but you just want it to be there and look good, then definitely go ahead and put it in that spot. It's definitely not going to harm it to put it in that low light spot, but if you do want the plant to grow and you want it to get bigger, then definitely leave it in a little bit more light. I currently have mine along an opposite wall in a room that has, what are they, south and west windows. And it's actually grown a lot better than I've had it in previous conditions. I've had this guy maybe a couple years now and I previously had it sitting in a darker room with a window that was facing northeast and it was in the corner of the same wall the window was on so it wasn't actually getting any of that sunlight it was just in a dark corner and I think I had it in that spot for like a year and there was no growth that I could see no new growth so when I moved it to this new location where it was exposed to the indirect south and west window that's when I started seeing new growth if I had my way, I'd stick it in a corner that really needed it, but I thought maybe I should put it in a little bit more light because I wanted it to grow. Overall, even though I've had this plant for like two years, it's barely grown, so it's a very slow grower no matter what situation I've seen it in. In regards to watering, this plant is extremely drought tolerant, so it prefers for you to put long periods of time between its watering. Similar to how a succulent is, it does store water. If you're not watering it enough, it'll tell you, and if you're watering it too much, it will tell you, which is lovely because we love when plants do that. So if you're not watering it enough, you will start to see the leaves just dropping. They'll stay green, but they'll just drop. That's the way the plant conserves the energy. It just starts getting rid of leaves so it can focus on other newer growth. If you overwater this plant, the leaves will start to turn yellow and also drop their leaves. So that's the difference between knowing whether or not you need to water or stop watering so much. And as always, I try to throw this into a podcast here and there, but your watering needs on this plant and houseplants in general really depends on the environment you have it in. So if you have it in a dark corner in your house, it's not going to need water very often. If you have it, for example, in a shady spot, outside in the summer where it's hot and humid, you're going to have to water it more often because it's using a lot more energy and it's getting a lot more heat that's drying out that soil faster. So just keep that in mind. That's why I don't like to put a timeline on how long you're supposed to water because it really depends on your environment. Also, the nice thing about this plant is that it doesn't need a ton of supplemented humidity. It can benefit from an occasional misting and if you have a humidifier nearby and have it on every once in a while, that could help but it's not necessary. It can survive on your own home humidity. Okay, so fertilizer, I kind of repeat this in every podcast, but there's no wrong way to do a fertilizer unless you give them too much fertilizer. In a couple different places, and what I would recommend is just either applying a half-strength all-purpose fertilizer, usually a liquid fertilizer with your watering, depending on what the bottle says, sometimes it's every two weeks, sometimes it's every month, but just do that during the growing season from spring to early fall. For me, I start to notice new growth in March, so I start fertilizing end of February, beginning of March, and I stop right around end of August, beginning of September. 
So that's probably my fertilizing lifespan that I would do. But there's also the slow-release fertilizer that you can use too, which I've talked about before. You could also do that. So the convenience factor of that is what the benefit is. It's still a slow-release fertilizer. You're not going to over-fertilize it because it slowly releases it every time you water it. And sometimes those fertilizers can last between three to four months. So you would really only have to fertilize it twice. You could do it in early March and then again at the end of June or so. So it's really up to you. I've also heard of people using earthworm castings and just mixing them in the top of the soil and that acts as a slow-release fertilizer too. I've heard of people using fish emulsion, which is basically liquid fertilizer. So there's lots of things out there, but if you just go to the store and you find your basic liquid fertilizer and you mix it when you water, you're good to go. Okay, so let's move on to propagation and we'll go over some other great facts. Ooh, I said that fast. All right, so I'm gonna forewarn you that I've never tried propagation with the ZZ plant, but there's a couple of ways to do it and they're both super simple. This plant's very unique because it can be propagated through its leaves, not its stems, its leaves. So you can actually cut the leaf, like cut the leaf in half and stick that cut part of the leaf in soil. If you keep that soil moist and you keep the humidity really high, it will eventually grow a new plant off of it. I don't know if you've ever noticed the new growth at the base of a pot of a ZZ plant, but it literally looks like a new little leaf is just sticking out of the soil. It looks bizarre because it just doesn't look normal, but that is the way to propagate it. Another way to propagate, which in my opinion, it's not really propagating, but you can actually divide this plant or separate this plant. So ZZ stems grow off of rhizomes, similar to how, for example, iris do, iris as in the landscape plant. So you can separate those rhizomes and replant them separately. So you can do that. You can also just completely divide it like you would a hosta or a peony too. You'll have to expect both those plants to kind of recoup from the so-called procedure. (laughs) So those are kind of the two ways to propagate. Also keep in mind that if you're doing the leaf propagation, they are super slow. So don't expect to get a brand new like four inch plant in a year. It's going to take a long time and it'll take months for you to see any progress on that leaf. So just be patient, but definitely doable. All right, let's move on to all of the facts that didn't have a home in the previous discussions. So this plant is actually native to eastern and southern tropical Africa and its hardiness zones are 9 and 10. So you're looking at like the very, very tip of Florida or the very, very, very tip of Texas or something in order to get these to grow outside. And this plant does flower, but it's very rare indoors. So it has a white flower that looks super similar to a Diffenbachia flower. And usually these flowers pop up at the base of the plant. So it's kind of easy to miss them within all the leaves that are growing, but you're buying this plant for the foliage, not for the flower. So just keep that in mind. Most times if you're keeping this plant outside in the summer because of, well, at least here, the heat and the humidity is so much different than indoor environments that that might cause it to actually flower. If it does flower, you're going to find it flowering later in the summer or I guess growing season. So a little tidbit there. Another random fact is that the new leaves and the stems pop out as like a lime green. So once they mature, they turn into a dark green, but any of the new leaves that pop out will be a little bit more vibrant green and they'll be a little bit more flexible than the waxy coated thicker leaves than on the mature leaves. 
Dusting the leaves of the ZZ plant is important. Not only the ZZ plant for most of your house plants, take that with a grain of salt because there's some succulents you can't really touch. But anyway, most leaf-like plants, so your pothos, your philodendron, monstera, ficus, and obviously this one, it's very healthy to dust them off. It allows for you to check on the health of the plant because you can check on the bugs or insects or diseases that might be happening. And it helps with proper photosynthesis. So that way your plant can properly bring in light and photosynthesize. Another thing to keep in mind is that since this plant is so drought tolerant, the soil is important only because you want a well-draining soil. So typically a cactus soil is actually best for this. It doesn't matter brand of soil or whatever, but as long as it is a well-draining soil. So don't use a regular potting mix with it. If you only have regular potting mix with it, if you can use some kind of perlite or sand or something like that, to break it up a little bit more and allow for more drainage. That's the way I would do it. But if you can get a cactus soil or something like that, that's easy peasy lemon squeezy right there. So we talked about um, lighting earlier and I know I said it would be perfect for a medium to bright indirect light, but it tolerates low light, which in turn means that it's actually a very good office plant. So if you sit in a cubicle or something, bringing this plant to your office, it will still look good and it will do well in that fluorescent lighting. So this is a really good one to bring to the office if you really want to liven up your little Space. Something to be careful about, the ZZ plant is toxic if ingested, so be careful around pets and children or any adults that feel like chewing on a leaf today. And in some cases, there have been skin irritation with this plant, so just wash your hands after handling. Usually it's you know, when you're propagating, you're cutting the leaf or the stem, there might be a little bit of irritation. So just wash your hands after that, just in case. Another fun fact that I find super exciting, and I know, for example, my mother loves, is that this plant helps clean the air by filtering out toxins found in solvents, paints, and inks. So NASA did actually a really large study on this and recognized the ZZ plant as one of the great air purification plants. So I actually have that study on my ZZ plant blog on my website. So go check that out if you actually want to read the rest of it. There's even more houseplants on there that are great for purifying the air. So check that out. Thanks for listening to episode 17 of Houseplant Homebody, all about the ZZ plant. And this is just a reminder that you can find more on houseplant-homebody.com or follow me on Instagram, Facebook, or Pinterest at Houseplant Homebody LLC. And don't forget to join me on Patreon for exclusive podcasts, early access to podcasts, and exclusive content. Your support means everything, and I can't wait to continue bringing you guys more and more plant bios and info. Don't forget to check back every other Tuesday for more podcasts. From one houseplant homebody to another, see you next time. What's up, people? Just Holly here at the end of the podcast again, just bugging you a little bit more. But I just wanted to tell you a couple updates that I am doing. Um, I will be putting a blog post out every time I release a podcast. So you have the plant profile all in lovely text online. So you can go back and look at it if you have a quick question instead of trying to shift through the whole podcast to figure out what you're supposed to do. So that will be online the same day this is released on Tuesday the 28th. I also wanted to mention that it was a new thing. I did put it on social media that... 
My podcast is now available on Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music. So it's now available on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. Um, And I hope everyone is enjoying the podcast and everyone is enjoying the blog too. If you guys want to hear anything specific, please comment or message me on my website and let me know. I have a list of podcast topics. I've just been checking them off as I go. And I have never narrowed it down from week to week. So if you have a specific plant you want to hear in the next week or two, I can just stick it in there and do my little extra research that I do ahead of time and no big deal. So let me know. Hope you guys have a wonderful week and I will talk to you later. Bye.